0: You're listening to The 21 Day Pursuit, a daily journey toward the heart of God. We believe that no other goal or pursuit will satisfy, if not born of loving and being loved by Jesus. So welcome to The Pursuit. Hey everybody, welcome to day 11 of the 21 Day Pursuit and my name is Lindsay and I have here with me a special guest. Her name is Mandy Johnson-Ramos. Say hi. Hey everybody. And I have brought in Mandy today. I'm so excited because she's pretty awesome. Thank
1: you. That's very kind.
0: <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so people that are listening can just find out a little bit about you.
1: Just a little bit. Before okay. they find
0: out everything. Yeah,
1: I'm about to just read my diary entries starting from two <laughs> thousand one on. So buckle up. Uh, my name is Mandy Johnson Ramos. Just got the Ramos a couple months ago. Congratulations. So that's exciting. Thank you. Just blended our families. Um, I work as the director of community engagement for Good Samaritan Services, which is a nonprofit that compassionately responds to homelessness and poverty in Lancaster and Chester counties. So my job is really great. I get to go around and tell people why it matters to see people who are often overlooked and to respond compassionately to them. I love that. Yeah. I love it so much.
0: Yeah. Well, we are looking at this morning, a faithful heart, or today, whenever you're listening, we're looking at a faithful heart in the 21-day pursuit. And really, as we're journeying through the heart of God and really trying to pursue Him and find out His heart and have our lives be shaped in His likeness. And if you're listening, and hopefully you have looked at the daily devotional, if you haven't, look at the show notes. There's links to each daily devotional. We'd love for you to follow along with us, reading those, uh, following and reading the scripture verses and doing the practices that we're giving you. But as we look at Faithful Heart, I had thought of Mandy. She was the one who authored today's devotional. Great job. Thank you. And Mandy, why don't you tell us a little bit just about your story? And I think one of the things that we I think about when I think about trusting God's faithfulness, is such a big topic, right? And one of the biggest things is not necessarily God himself and just kind of who He is, and like, oh, I don't know if I can trust God's faithfulness. It's what we've experienced with other people, and we kind of look at God through the lens of our experiences with other people. And tell us a little bit about your own journey about learning to trust God's faithfulness and how how that has gone, how that's been rocked in your own world.
1: Well, to start, okay, so today's scripture reading is Psalm 89, yep. and I loved it so much um, because I think it's such a good picture of— a very human response, but like a very um, wise response to what do you do when things feel really dark and you're not sure that everything's going to work out, right? This is where we get into the space of like, can I trust God to come through And I actually think the real question isn't, is God going to come through? I think it's two things for me. Is God going to come through the way I need him to or want him to? And is he going to come through in the time that I want him to? Mm -hmm. Like, how long am I going to have to wait? And that's the actual question in the psalm today that he says. He says, how long am I going to have to wait? And he actually adds in a little piece of, God, you know how short my life is? (laughs) And so part of my story is that you know, seven years ago, I became a single mom pretty abruptly. I had a life that I really loved and everything kind of came easily, you know, I was married, had kids, was a missionary. My husband at the time and I were on staff at a church together, kind of just felt like, I mean, what we would say today, we weren't saying it then because hashtags weren't a thing, but like couple goals, you know, like that's what it felt like. The life I was living actually felt like that. And so going through a divorce and and betrayal and um, all that loss was a huge shock. I mean never saw it coming. I mean I had pictured a lot of worst case scenarios. Yeah. Like every time I travel over a bridge, I put the windows down just in case I got to get out, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but didn't picture ever being a single parent. And 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 so when that time came for me, I mean I I was at my rock I was at my rock bottom. And I remember I was 32 at the time. Wow, this is very personal information. I didn't plan to give away my age. I was hoping you'd all think I was very young and awesome. But here we are. So 32, moved back in with my parents, have three kids, have nothing to my name. Wow. Um, the first year I was back, my annual income was $11,000 for a family of four. And like I have a college so degree. You and I, your, so
0: you have a college degree. You're yeah, married. You've uh-huh. got three kids mm-hmm. in ministry. Mm-hmm. And now it's suddenly... Mm-hmm. You're making $11,000 a year. Yeah. Single we're, mom. Yep. Living in your parents' house. Yeah.
1: So I have like a bedroom to my name. Um and you know, a lot of losses. The losses were endless.
0: Mounting daily.
1: And um, and I just remember feeling like I, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And that's what I mean about like, how long is this going to go on? And I remember I was a couple months in. And if you would have told me now, like how long or then how long I, my journey as a single parent was going to be, I don't know. I think that's why we don't know. I think I would have probably crumbled and died. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, from just exhaustion thinking, how could I ever do it? And um, I just remember telling my therapist, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm telling you, I was a couple months in, and she just looked at me with this look and said, "Well, it's too soon to see the light." No one has ever said that to me before, and certainly not anyone in Christian circles. I mean, they always talk about the light. That's not what we're supposed light. to say to one another. Exactly, but it was so freeing. It actually made. What did me... that do to you when she said that? I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm normal. Oh my gosh, I haven't been forgotten. Like, this just is part of the process. It is too soon. And I'll see the light. It gave me hope. I will see the light. It's mm-hmm. coming. It's just, it just. I can't yet. And um, And so I think these honest responses, you know, from people, from scripture, I see it and I think it frees people. Actually, we don't have to give these canned responses. We don't have to be afraid of... People saying things like, it's really dark for me, I can't see the light. We don't have to assure them, no, 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 the light's there. I mean, the light is there, but we could also just affirm, yeah, it's just too soon.
0: So, do you, so what I'm hearing from you is kind of interesting because it's like the opposite of what we would think. We think that if we say no, everything's going to be great. And it's just around the corner that that will build our trust in God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. But you're saying actually it built an ability to trust God's faithfulness. By having permission to say, it actually is dark. Yeah. It actually is as bad as I think it is. Yeah. Like it's... Yeah. There's no way around that. Right. And that...
1: Did that help you to trust God? Yeah, for sure. Because I felt like, like I said, like, oh, he didn't forget about me. Yeah. It's just that like we'll go back to this idea of timing. So I remember reminding God a lot, speaking of the brevity of life, in the season of being a single parent and really wanting, desiring to get married again someday, but realizing my my time was ticking, uh, I kept reminding the Lord, hey, you remember how old I am, right? Like you know that I'm out of, I'm getting out of my prime. Um, and I was really worried about that. Like, man, at every birthday, I was like- Because your prime me. was good. My prime? <laughs> I mean- I look back now and I'm like, man, I hope I hope that wasn't my prime, but you know, you think like the 30s are my prime. Yeah. And yeah. um anyway, I was inching closer to 40 and I thought numbers in the Bible of times that people waited, like 400 years for a savior, like 40 years in the wilderness. Yeah. Like people have long amounts of times. It's not 2 months and all of a sudden here we are.
0: I don't want to hear that.
1: Well, but here's here's what I do know is that in order to get through it, um, I used to hate this saying, I would get very upset at people that say, just take one day at a time. And yeah. I would be like, literally, you can't take any more than that. Why are you telling me that? And I do think, you know, that's why scripture says, like, today you have what you need. That's it yeah. just for today. And you don't have to do this for the rest of your life, but you do have to do it today. Yeah, This season is for today. And if you can do today, great. You can do that: And one day the season will be over. It will. Mm-hmm. And I you can't imagine it, but but it, it will be over. and God does remain to be faithful through all of it. Yeah. I think the key is finding the faithfulness. Like you will find what you're looking for. And if I'm looking for all the ways that I've been disappointed in my life, for all the people that have left, um, I, ha- I haven't been left just once. You know, it's not like, oh, that one time it was traumatic. You know, a lot of us have a lot of trauma, Mm -hmm. little, you know, lowercase T trauma and capital T trauma. And we have a lot of disappointments because we deal with humans. And um, I think, like, I forget what I was talking about because this is my (laughs) whole life. This is the lower T trauma. This is, and the big T trauma. (laughs) This is the effect of the big T trauma. This is. I'm literally Literally. like, I know I was saying something about-
0: Got like this is we're hearing a slice, and that slice is a big slice. Yeah. Like that's for most people can be soul crushing. Yeah. Right. And how did we're talking about like how that affected your relationship with God and your trust of Him and the struggle with the timing. How did that affect your ability to trust others? And how did that affect your relationships?
1: Oh, um definitely my ability to wait or to have any chill was pretty much gone. Mm. So waiting felt mean or like, like I was being tricked any kind of delay, any kind of, can you imagine trying to date or even have a friendship in, in 2022 or like, texting and you see the bubbles and then the bubbles disappear, like, you know, somebody was responding. Now they decided they're not responding. Do you know what that does to somebody with trauma? Like immediately you fill in the blanks of like, well, I guess we broke up just because the bubbles disappeared. I mean, mm-hmm. immediately. And so I just think- So the
0: past of faithfulness was filling in the present circumstance, was, was writing that script for you constantly. Always.
1: Unless I would ask the people who knew me very well. So I had a couple friends- That were also very committed to like their relationship with God and growing and seeing his faithfulness. I I could trust them because over time they proved their loyalty and their Mm -hmm. faithfulness. I didn't trust them at first. It was
0: time was your friend with people. Always.
1: Always. And I think with my relationship with God, with my relationship with people, always time. Time and consistency. So the more time that went by and the more consistently people showed up and the more consistently God came through, it didn't matter if it was delayed or what I thought was delayed. As long as he came through, as long as he came through, I was building trust. And
0: it's so interesting what you're saying, because I do think it's something we don't unpack enough, that faithfulness almost by definition has a time element in it. Uh-huh. That like, if someone in, an, in a situation does the right thing, Keeps their word, is who they say they're going to be. That's integrity, right? Mm -hmm. But faithfulness is the repeated time after time, after time, after time. Yes. Like, right? Just as you're talking, I'm like, it's actually really amazing because time is the element of faithfulness. It's integrity, it's it's integrity plus time.
1: Oh, look at us doing math. We're doing math on the podcast. Integrity plus time equals faithfulness. Yeah, I would love that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm not joking. But, and I think,
0: too, like, we say, just trust. Mm-hmm. Just um, just trust the person. Just trust God. But we are by nature saying, okay, God is who he says he's going to be. And he's going to do what he says he's going to do. But we have to have that time, right? Yes. And with people, too, right, it's dysfunctional and codependent to just say, oh, I just trust that person. Yes.
1: You they're are, they're
0: just faithful. I just know it.
1: Well, you actually don't know that, and you're ignoring your God given spidey sense. <laughs> yes, that for discernment, real. your discernment and your Holy Spirit. Yeah. You're ignoring it.
0: Yeah, but and but that's why it was so devastating for you because you thought you had that in your marriage. Yeah, you did have the time. Yeah, so that's truly faithfulness wasn't broken. Was broken. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That and, consistency was broken. Yeah. How have you, with all of this? I mean. I'm sure some people listening are like still going back to what we said a few minutes ago and what you said, and they're still going eleven thousand dollars, three children living at her parents' house.
1: Yeah,
0: right. And the I'm sure there was some public humiliation. Yeah, it comes with being a ministry, and as Christians, we kind of supposed to go a certain way. Yep. And you had a college degree, and now you're. The reputation, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. feel good. No. You lose your job, your business, all that. How have you grown and healed from that?
1: I um, have eaten a lot of slices of humble pie and um, have, have had to... I've had to have disciplines in my life and be surrounded by people um, like I said earlier, like good friends who continue to point me to Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Because it could be really easy to miss what he's doing. But something that happened time and time again while I was living at my parents' house, so I thought I was going to live there. Talk about God showing up at the wrong time or a delayed time. I thought I was going to live with my parents for two months, which is 60 days. I lived there for 807 days. Oh. I was counting. <laughs> um and it was a lot longer than i thought i yeah. look back now now in the time it was very dark and i kept saying to my friend like i don't know how i'm getting out of here because you know you heard how much i made it's like how am i getting out of here and not that i wanted to get my parents are wonderful like literally couldn't have done it without my parents but that's not how
0: the arc of our lives is
1: nobody wants to parent in front of their parents yep. knee deep in grief nobody wants to do that it's yeah. messy and, and it's, it's dark. yeah, yeah. It's, dark. it's hard so um, during that time when I lived with my parents, uh, I would get the most random stuff that would happen. Like I'd literally come up from work and find an envelope of cash in my mailbox just says to Mandy and no from someone. I mean, and I'm talking like $500 worth of wow. cash just sitting there or... um like that kind of stuff, I'd go to target and somebody out of the blue would just like hand my kids a $50 gift card to target so that we could use it at checkout. But like, they didn't know the person. I didn't know who it was Wow. super weird stuff. Right. But that kind of stuff happened all the time. And I know we hear these stories, right? Like Mm. about it. it, This isn't like some prosperity Mm. gospel situation. This is literally like, I think God needed me to, to, to see that no matter what I did or didn't do, um, he was going to be faithful, that he would provide, and that I wasn't going to earn it, I wasn't going to concoct a plan for it, that even in my best laid plans, I couldn't have done what he did. And it was constantly giving me more than I was ever asking yeah. for. And eventually I didn't need it anymore because I got a job that paid well. And so I was still getting this random money. And I kept thinking, God, there's so many other things I want in my life that I'm praying for, like a husband, but you keep <laughs> giving me money. Like, I don't understand. Am I allowed to change what you do? And the answer yeah. was no. And I kept asking, what do you want me to do? Like, what yeah. do you need me to learn? And because what I actually think is we're never done on the faithfulness journey. We're never done on this journey trusting God journey of yeah. like, do we actually trust his faithfulness? It's just what's what's the next thing that comes our way where we get to go back to, okay, but how did he do it before? Okay, what does scripture say? Um, and so I just feel like these weird envelopes of money and gift cards and all this time where God always came through with the craziest things really solidified in me, oh, he's going to come through. Like he is, and I, I can't mm. tell you how, and I don't know who's gonna do it, but I know he puts my name on someone's mind and something happens. And, and that is how now, when I'm going through different trials, I go back to those moments. And in our family, we call them seashell moments. So we have this jar filled with seashells that we collected on our vacations. And I don't know why it ever started this way, but I think we just thought it would be cool. And every time something happens where we know, like, wow, God really came through, surprised us, it was like this miracle, right? Answered prayer, we write it on the back of a seashell, and we stick it in the jar. And what happens is when we need to dig for a new seashell to write a new time that God was faithful— we have to dig through all the old ones, yeah, love and that. so we read them. This practice of like recalling and remembering and saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you remember two years ago? Because you forget. You think you're gonna remember. Yeah. You, you yeah, think I'll never forget this. I couldn't even remember my sentence five minutes yeah. ago. Does everybody recall that? <laughs> so how in the world would we remember all the things? So this His past practice. faithfulness feeds your
0: future trust. Yes, I love and it. And that
1: is how I keep it alive. Mm-hmm. I go through. I read the seashells. I recall, and I'm reminded that he's faithful, and I'm reminded of all the ways he's come through, and that keeps me going. I love it. Mm-hmm. So,
0: people are listening, and they've got like they've got their stuff, and they've got their things, and we all know. I think we all. I I don't think we all realize how much everyone's caring. Um, some of us do, mm-hmm. right? We're listening. We're hearing, and people have some pretty heavy stuff, and some people are listening going, okay, I want to trust the faithfulness of God. I want, to, I want to grow in this. I want to press into this. We're on this 21-day pursuit of really pursuing the heart of God, centering our lives around Him. What would you say to people? Someone's listening, and they're, they're in that place. They want to trust. Rebuild grow and trusting God's faithfulness. what would you what would you say to well, speak I think to them?
1: Everything I said already was awesome. and so <laughs> I, I think it takes time. So give yourself time. just like my therapist gave me permission to to have more time to see the light at the end of the tunnel, like give yourself permission to take time to build a relationship with God. It's called a relationship. yeah, like relationships take time. And so if you're struggling to trust God's faithfulness, I would say, something that really helped me was reading the stories in the Bible, uh, in the Old Testament. Now the Old Testament can feel weird if you don't have like a lot of context for it. Um, but reading the stories and seeing how God came through time and time again, really, um, strengthened my faith and reading through the Psalms actually changed my prayer life. So it changed the way I prayed when I started reading through like all these promises and, and the way that David was so honest, he would like or all the Psalms would honestly lament, but always bring it back to God's faithfulness really helped me pray differently. And so my prayers became way more honest and my hope increased though, because I I always could circle back and go something like, God, I know you don't abandon people, but I'm feeling really alone and I can't find you. And then I could name promises. That I said, okay, I know you're with me when it's dark. That's what you promise. When I'm crushed, you're very nearby. You, you bind up my wounds. You are a healer. You're a comforter. You know, I would name all those things, but I would also name the real thing. Yeah. And that helped me to just not feel like I had to have it all together or to trust immediately, but like to build an actual mm. relationship with God. And over time, like I said, I could see, okay. He came through, he came through, he came through. And sometimes he comes through by bringing a person into our life, like a friend. Sometimes he comes through by bringing finances or a job or whatever it is. Yeah. But there are different ways he does it. So that's one thing I would say. And the other thing I think is like, you really need to understand the character of God. And that takes not only time, but you. it, it takes also knowing like, who does God say he is? Yeah. The only way you're gonna know that is if you crack open that Bible of yours. Yeah. Amen. And you need like in order to know and trust his faithfulness you need to know his character and i'll i'll finish with this story okay. something that really helped me understand god's faithfulness was when i was a single parent And everything felt vulnerable and scary all the time, right? So I had this van that also wasn't great, like would kind of fall apart a lot. I ended up locking my keys in it while I was at the park to take this walk, to take care of myself, right? Okay, go do some (laughs) self-care. I go to take this walk. I lock my keys in the car and I'm like, no problem, I have a cell phone. I make one phone call to a friend to ask them to come help me unlock my keys. And then my phone dies. And my charger was in my van. And it's like, you know, the sun's going down within the next 30 minutes and I'm starting to spiral. And I was gonna stand in the parking lot and spiral. And then I thought, no, Mandy, you can go walk and spiral. At least you'll get your (laughs) self-care in. So I walked and spiraled. And I remember saying to myself like, no, he's coming. My friend's coming. He's gonna come. I know him, he's gonna come. But then the sun started going down. And I was like, but what if he doesn't come? And then I like started crying a little bit to myself and like as a grown woman. I'm like, no, 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 he's coming. He's coming. And I kept reminding myself, I know he's coming. That's mm. the kind of person he is. Don't you know he came? And he came later than I wanted him to. But when he got there and I said, I was so worried you weren't going to come. And I was tearing up. He said, are you crying? Of course I would come. Don't be crazy. And unlocked my car like that. It made me realize, man, I was able to so confidently know he was coming because I knew his character. As a friend, yeah. he had shown up for me many times. How does that translate to my relationship with God? If my friend could show up for me and I knew it deep in my gut, like how much more can I know that about God? How much more could I be sure? No, I know He's coming. Just hang tight.
0: Yeah, so good. I love it. I think if you're listening, man, that's a great prayer is those honest prayers. Sometimes the only thing we can pray is, I know you're coming. You're going to come, right? Mm -hmm. I know you're coming. Mm -hmm. You're going to come, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just that's, sometimes that's all we can say. And I think that would be a great prayer for those listening. If you're in that spot and you're just questioning the faithfulness of God in any situation in your life, say, you're going to come, right? Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Rehearse God's faithfulness because He's going to show up. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for Day 11 of the 21 Day Pursuit. Look forward to talking with you more tomorrow.